my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the New Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 491. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to talk about something that I think can give you clarity in your life in whatever area you need it the most. And after all, that is what mindfulness is all about. Hopefully, that's why you listen to the podcast. Mindfulness is the art of challenging yourself to reevaluate your memories, the the things you've been through, the conclusions you've made as a result. It's the art of honesty, uh, vulnerability. It's the art of compassionately saying, here's what I've been through. Here's what I've come to believe or assume as a result, but let's challenge that. Let's come back to it. Let's circle back to it right now. Maybe it wasn't a fair judgment or assessment at the time you made it. Maybe you've allowed that experience to close you off. Maybe that experience led you to an unfair conclusion about who you are or what you deserve or what you're capable of. That is the essence of mindfulness, and that's why I think it's so practical. It's as the Stoics way long ago said, It's not things that upset us, but our judgments about the things. And to never, I would never want to invalidate something that happened to you, but maybe there's an opportunity here to reevaluate your opinion of them, your judgment of them. That is what mindfulness is all about. And the reason I think it's so helpful, and obviously, maybe not obviously, it's it's why I've dedicated my life at this point to the practice of it, is because it keeps us honest mindfulness keeps us honest. Something that we kind of suck at doing on our own. Left, you know, unchecked, we're, we're kind of unhinged in that area. Uh, because if you're honest uh, with yourself, you probably realize that sometimes what you've come to believe, the, the things you hang on to, the beliefs that hold you back, they're not exactly fair. They're not exactly real. They're not exactly honest. And so today I want to talk about something called the peak 
end rule, the peak end rule that I think will help you open your eyes to the way that we allow our pasts to hold us back in the present, the way we allow certain past memories, certain past past assumptions, maybe our ex, cling to us in ways that are not fair, that with honesty would, would change. So the peak end rule, this is something that I found. It's a psychological term, which basically says that we don't remember past experiences very well. Yeah, that is, we don't remember them accurately in that we tend to judge our past experiences based on how we felt at their peak or at their end, rather than the, the average of every moment of the experience, rather than the combined totality of the experience from beginning to middle to end. And this idea of only focusing on the peak or the end, it carries out whether the experience was good or bad. And when it comes back to to, to looking and remembering those things, it's either really good based on the peak or the end. Again, a good one or a bad one. It depends on where we're looking, but it's peak or end. So for example, maybe if we're eating out and we save the best piece of piece of food till the end of the meal, that will leave us remembering the entire experience in a really good light. But that was just one bite, the end, when in reality, the entire meal wasn't very good, right? Simple example. Or practically looking back on a relationship, we might focus on the peak amazingness of it rather than the fact that it was toxic and overall really draining. We might look back and really romanticize that one moment, that one date, that one trip we went on together, the peak. I I read a study here, (laughs) this one's funny, uh, that looked at people who underwent a colonoscopy, really fun stuff. And basically the researchers looked at two groups of people, people whose procedure took a long time, but wasn't very painful. And those whose procedure was really quick, but there was some pain involved with it. It was really uncomfortable. And researchers found that the duration did not affect the memory of how painful the procedure was. Rather, the peak intensity of the pain, even though it was only for like two or three minutes, that was the biggest determinant of the memories. That is, by ending the procedure with a lower pain intensity, the end, it made them recall the experience more favorably. Fun stuff, right? But it makes sense. Like our brains can't remember everything. And so as brains, I guess, however they're structured, we tend to store things in a hierarchy of sorts. And we remember either the most painful or the most pleasurable moments. Keyword there being moments amidst the entire journey, the entire timeline, we remember moments. And it also makes sense why we do that, I suppose, right? We do it to either protect ourselves from future painful moments or incentivize ourselves to seek out the pleasurable ones, the rewarding ones. Simple stuff, I suppose. And it sounds good when we talk about it in a vacuum, but let's think about how this idea, the peak end rule, affects our day-to-day lives. Let's think about how selective memory affects our lives, because that's really what this is. We have selective memories, because that's what we're talking about here, our human inclination to only remember to really only highlight certain aspects of past relationships, for instance, whether or not they're accurate, whether or not they're representative of the entire picture or not. So on the relationship front, for instance, maybe you're doing something like you're clinging to the past, a relationship with someone that never met its potential and you're kind of hung up on it. You're focused on the peak. You're romanticizing the peak, the nostalgia, the what if, the, the thing, right? You're seeing the wave instead of the ocean, which is a more accurate reflection of the fact that ultimately, big picture, you weren't compatible together, there wasn't reciprocity, it was immature, whatever. 
big picture, but you're only focused on the peak, which was maybe one or two specific memories that trip you went on together, that one magical night out, that Valentine's Day date, whatever, a selective memory, a peak. And that's leading you to certain thoughts like, oh, you blew it. That person was the one who got away, the one who got away, right? When in reality, looking outside of the peak, the bigger picture tells a much different story, which is much simpler, which is, uh, no, you weren't compatible. That was not a good relationship, right? For example, or maybe the flip side of that, you're focused on the end of a relationship, the way that the relationship ended, the painful things that were said, the way it collapsed quickly, the way that maybe you didn't have the courage to be honest, or they told you that you were unlovable, right? The end memory, the end, whatever it was. And now with that in mind, you're judging yourself through that lens almost entirely, and you're, you're using that to say, I'm going to be forever alone. That's indicative of what I'm worth, so on and so forth, because you're focused on the end. And whatever lens you're defaulting to, I don't think we're like actually sitting down and strategizing about this. We just do it really quick, the, the peak or the end. It has the ability clearly to influence how you move in the present. It has the ability to make you romanticize a selective memory when you really shouldn't because the larger context tells a very different story or it causes you to be hung up on how it ended, perhaps in a really emotionally draining, hurtful way. So that's the idea of peak end theory. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. But what do we do with this? you know, maybe not so new information. This is pretty intuitive. Well, 
I say we use this realization to check ourselves. We use it to not reinforce certain self-destructive notions that hold us back in the present. That is, if you find yourself in the present, hung up on the past, maybe feeling guilty for letting someone go or failing at something, or just overall you're blaming yourself, check yourself. Check yourself. You're likely looking back at peak moments and you're assigning blame there, but you're not seeing the, the larger picture. That's a larger picture that says, hey, amidst that, you did a lot right. You tried. You were the first to try. You had many great moments along the way, but maybe they were never reciprocated outside of that peak. Maybe the larger experience tells a much different story. If you can remember that and zoom out, it might be painful, but that realization is what can set you free because you're no longer selectively hung up on romanticizing a peak that was just that, a peak, a moment, a singular moment, or the end. The end is the end, of course, but there were likely many chapters before that. Can you, for a moment, try to recall those chapters? The one before that thing that happened that now you're hung up on because it was the end. Can you recall some of the good times, the rewarding times, the times where you did succeed or where you were proud of yourself before the end? Perhaps that reminder can remove some of the blame for the end because the end is just a moment. Just like the peak is a moment, the end is a moment. Perhaps it can remind you that a lot of the relationship, a lot of relationships in general aren't meant to be forever and the ending can and usually is painful and that's what we remember. But what about the good moments along the way? Can you still find them and appreciate them? We have to learn to check ourselves by reevaluating, in a sense, the way that we look at our memories, our past experiences. Because if you don't, to the whole point here, you can totally disregard your present and your future based on peaks or endings that are not representative of who you are or what you deserve. They were moments, moments, selective moments that your human brain tends to gravitate towards. But in effect, it's a double-edged sword, right? We need to challenge our memories. We need to see the waves and the ocean, the trees and the forest, the entire spectrum. That is how you learn to differentiate facts from feelings. Facts from feelings. If you, if you read any of my books or journals or listen to the podcast, you know that's a topic I'm really passionate about because I think empowering yourself to have a mindset that distinguishes between facts and feelings, that's how you set yourself free in life. It's how you empower yourself. That's your ability to be grateful for certain moments, to not disregard them or throw them away because of a bad ending. It's also your ability to not let certain good endorphin, endorphin pumping moments blind you to what you deserve. And it's your ability to not let one chapter, the ending of one chapter, influence the start of the next. So I say challenge your memories. Challenge your memories. Think about something in your life that you feel you've been carrying with you for a while. A weight, some kind of weight, maybe some kind of self-blame or guilt or something that came with you from a past experience where the focus now is your worth, your ability, or your assumed likelihood of not getting what you want in the future, right? You feel that you always ruin a good thing or you'll only be hurt in the end in a relationship. Ask yourself, challenge yourself, where is that assumption coming from? It's not coming from nowhere. It's coming from a memory, some memory that is reinforcing it. It's coming from maybe romanticizing moments that are no more. It's coming from an ending that hurt. But what does the larger story tell? That is how you challenge your memories. What does the larger story tell? Maybe it tells you that the good thing was good. Yes, appreciate it. Appreciate the peak. But the larger story was bad and it needed to end. Or maybe the end did hurt. 
Unfortunately, it hurt. But it doesn't tell the larger story of how you deserve to not be hurt, to be treated equally, and so on. Maybe the larger story reminds you of the good things you did before the ending, the ways you should be proud of yourself regardless of the ending. That is mindfulness. That is the power of practicing mindfulness, challenging your memories, finding a clear divide between the strong feelings we associate with them and the facts of the larger zoomed out story. And I think that the sweet spot in life is a balance between the two, a balance between facts and feelings. That's our ability to experience life, to experience all of its flavors and to savor them, to feel them deeply, but to not assign a fact to it, an assumption to it, a conclusion to it, simply because it feels a certain way. That is a powerful way to live, to say, I get to see my life. I get to connect to connect the dots looking back. I get to see all of the peaks, all of the valleys, all of the endings, and I get to decide what they mean because I see everything, not just the moments. I see the entire story. I see the book that's still being written, not just a past chapter. That is the power of challenging your memories. And I just want to give you the incentive to try this. The next time you have a moment of introspection or you're journaling or you're in therapy or try this, reevaluate Push yourself to evaluate, push yourself to reevaluate the source of your conclusions and see the freedom it gives you to come up with a new story. What is the larger picture? Not just the peak, not that just the end, but the larger picture, the larger picture that gives you freedom to come up with a new story, one that you're still writing, one that you get to connect the dots looking back on because you see the entire journey, not just the peak, not just the end. So that's it. Just a thought here. Peak end theory. Uh, Use it to fuel mindfulness. Use it to fuel clarity in your life. I hope this was helpful. If it was, you should check out 216socialclub.com. It's my new community dedicated to creating moments of mindfulness every day at 2.16 p.m. I'd love to have you join me in there. But that is it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. shop get to a nordstrom rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns now score even more up to 70 percent off brands everyone loves at nordstrom rack denim dresses sneakers tops and more plus get genius deals on jackets sweaters and boots for the whole family shop your nordstrom rack store today and save up to 70 percent with new markdowns but hurry deals this great won't last Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.